the game. The name of the game. The name of the game. This is Sport Analysis Network Football. I remain your regular hand for Hamid Abdekarim. You can also call me Football Jurist. Yes, coming up on this episode, we shall be discussing about the talking points from the games, from the group state games that have been played, that have been played, yes, in the ongoing FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Yes, on our main, oh yes, on our main, on this episode, we shall be discussing the most disappointing team of the tournament so far. Yes. Is it the so-called the golden generation of Belgium? Diamond Sharp, the German national, the German national side who have been knocked out from the group stage back to back for the first time in the nation's history. Yes, coming up on the show, we shall be discussing should Prince Fawning and Marcus Rashford be starting for the three lines of England. These are more we shall be discussing on this episode. Yes, Ibrahim Mohiz Olaitamp, the one we called Haji. Ensures that I'm not that I will not be working alone on the show. Alaji, it is good to have you back on the show. Football juries, thank you for having me on the show. You will never work alone. Is that not the logo of Liverpool? Never <laughs> give Don't worry. We'll always be here for you. Yes, thanks. Yes, thanks very much for not making me work alone. Let's start the show. We won the game. Thank you, boys, for the show and just Yes, yes, Raji, let's, yes, let's, start, let's, start, let's start this way. I mean, let's talk about all the most disappointed team, the team that are disappointed the most. I mean, let's talk about, is it Denmark? I mean, Denmark were in a group that had France, Australia, and Tunisia. One would have expected that Denmark, in fact, Denmark were tagged as one of the underdogs of the tournament. One would have expected that they would have qualified alongside France in that group. But at the end of the day, they were knocked out and they could only get out one point after three rounds of games. I mean, what about the second highest ranked team in the world? The Red Levels, the Red Devils of Belgium. The Red Devils, uh, the Red Devils of Belgium were in a group that had Croatia and Morocco and of course Canada. And yes, they couldn't pick one of the two spots that would guarantee them a place in the round of 16. I mean, what about the Diamond Shaft? Diamond Shaft were in a group that had the Lafuero, Spain, the Samurai Blue, the Japan national team, and of course, Costa Rica. The Diamond Shaft were knocked out. I've been knocked out of this edition of the FIFA World Cup. Don't forget that in 20 years, in the 2018 edition, they were also knocked out in yes at the group stage level. This is now the first time in the nation's history that Germany will fail to qualify for the round of 16 
or the FIFA World Cup back to back. Raji, which of these teams have been the most disappointing? Please come again. I didn't hear the last part. Yeah, of course. I'm, I've, I just made, I've made mention of the teams. I mean, Denmark. I mean, is it Denmark? Shout the German national team, of course. Um, or the Red Devils of Belgium, or you have any other team in mind that you think I had a lot of, I mean, expectation. People had a lot of expectation going to this tournament, but they end up disappointing. Well, the first thing for me would be Germany. Because mm. it has been really disappointing to, to, to see the way they, they, they played the World Cup. It's more as if they came with so much confidence. I wouldn't want to say overconfidence that they were going to leave the group. But then, you know, the last time I was on the show, I said something about, regardless of the individual talents of the players, the mentality of the coach. The World Cup is more is a, is more of a balance between the tactics of the coach and also the individual talents of the team, because of the players and the team. Because World Cup is not like the league match where you have um, another chance to make up or something. Now, when we get to the round of 16, you see how um, it is very important for every team to be on their toes. So, for the first thing for me would be Germany, and then on the issue of Denmark. I think it is more of the approach Denmark and Belgium generally. I think it is going to be more of the approach of the coaches for me. Because like you rightly said, they have the team. You look at you look at the, 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 the squad, the both both countries, they seem to have a lot of players who who are in top leagues, top teams, and they do get to play week in, week out for their for their clubs that with good performances too. So I think the, the, the issue there was the cohesion between these uh, players selected by the coach. Denmark came with a far um, defensive style, which I was not really expecting from them. And then Belgium, I, I would just say that it was more of, they were not clinical enough in front of those because they, they had their chances. But even though one expected them to, to perform better than they did because of the fact that they, they, they were tagged as the generation uh, um, team or the generation set, the golden set, rather, the golden generation. So, so obviously, it was more of the approaches from the, uh, the coach. But, but looking at the sport, they had the depth, they had the balance, they had the, the, the players to get them through the group stage. And even considering the fact that those teams that were in the group stage with them, imagine you having teams like, um, no, I'm not uh, trying to disrespect anything, any country rather. You have the likes of Australia. You have the likes of uh, um, which other team were in their groups? Yes, in the, in you have the, the likes of Australia. You have the likes of uh, Tunisia. You have the likes of Tunisia. You have the likes of Costa Rica. And then you, you see, you see the kind of performances uh, that came up with uh, these, these teams. So for me, it will be Germany, Germany first, then um, followed by uh, Belgium, then Belgium, then you have uh, Denmark. Denmark, but it is so far the most disappointing team has been Germany. So far, the confidence was just too much. And okay, you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, talking about the German national team, I mean, this was a yes or no. We know coming to this tournament, they went inside as a favorite, but we know going to any World Cup account without Germany. I mean, yes, they might have not had the best call going to this tournament, they had some questions surrounding, I mean, how good the quality of this team, but they still had. I mean, players, I mean, that are doing very well for their top side. I mean, of course, as you use up, I mean, this is my in goal. I mean, Antonio Rudiger in defense. I mean, 
Joshua Kimmich, Jamal Musiala, Asak Enabri, and of course, I mean, Leroy Sani, I mean, Kai Havard. I mean, look at on the bench they had. And Sifling, this was the guy that won six trophies for Bayern Munich. I mean, what went wrong, I mean, for the Diamond Shaft? I mean, they were in a group that had Japan. They were in the group that had Japan and Costa Rica. They lost to Japan. I mean, they fought with an A to defeat Costa Rica. I mean, and of course, and they played out the one hold with Spain. What went wrong for the four-time world, uh, world champions? Um, for, for me, like I said, what went wrong was the cohesion on the field. Like you, you just mentioned a whole lot of players. I'm sure if, if I should buy this set of players on my FIFA or on my face 2023, I would want to find a way for the book for all these players to, to get along and so that I'll be able to win the trophies and everything. I think one other thing is, like I just said, to see the, the World Cup is more of a tactical. Um, you, you you have to be spontaneous as a You have to know where to make the right decision. I mean, as a flick, as close to only had no 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 disrespect to as He only had one or two. I I, I can't remember the um, number of years he was at Bayern where he won the sixth trophy. I think it was just within a year or within two years. But then you can't just leave the top um leave the, the top um football like that, and then you come to the national team. Because you want to, how many, how many teams, how many games are they playing? I'm not saying that he was not ready for the World Cup. He was not ready for the World Cup. This is not something you form and you do. You know, okay. Let us look at the game. So let me just make this point. Look at the game between Spain and Japan, and then look at the Spain between the game between Germany and Japan. Moriyasu, the Japanese coach, he knew when to make the right. Sub, uh, the right uh, substitution. The the last match between um, yes, the last match between Germany and Spain, you had a focal point night on the bench. Niklas uh, Fulkrug was the Fulkrug on the bench. You had to bring him late. He was even the one that got the the equalizing goal for you. You need to know when to bring on your players as soon as possible. At the World Cup, there is no time to waste time. You have to be spontaneous with your decisions. If the player is not performing. You take them off, you bring them on, and then you, you have. That's why you have the you have varieties of players on the bench. It is there; they are there for you to use, not for you to just put on the bench as squad players. And no disrespect to him, he has a lot of players on the bench who should not even be sitting out one match without even playing, because you have to rotate and you have to get them all together in case you have injured players in the long run. So just like I would just like. Um, Lucho made a very big mistake today too. I didn't know, I didn't understand why he brought on Asufat. I didn't understand that. If they had had Morata in the game, probably would have even equalized. Bring it on Asufat. Asufat, that was a bullshit uh, substitution. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, let's leave the I mean, let's talk about Bajom. I mean, the Red Devils of Bajom, the so-called golden generation, the golden generation that failed to win even his own. For the, I mean, for Belgians, I mean, look at it. I mean, they came into the World Cup. Yes, we know that the team, I mean, was fading. Less of Eden Hazard, as Hazard has become I mean, a second-hand player. I mean, you know, he, he's no longer in the peak of his powers. He's no longer at the peak of his powers. I mean, Romelu Lukaku came into this tournament injured. I mean, look at the defense line. I mean, of course, the only, I mean, bright, I mean, bright light. I mean, the only, I mean, the only spark. In that team was Kevin De Bruyne coming to this tournament. 
But then you take a look at the big stars. Kevin De Bruyne, Erin Hazard, Romelu Lukaku, Tibor Scottua. These four guys, I mean, have been the head of so-called the golden generation. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, these guys are third Belgians, as far as I'm concerned. And the performance, the woeful performance of Romelu Lukaku in front of Doe, I mean, in the match involving Belgium and Croatia, summarizes what this generation of Belgian players is all about. You see, the, 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 um, to the, to the Belgian team, I honestly do not understand what their problem is. I honestly do not. Well, maybe it was because of the lack of, I, I wouldn't say preparation, because if you look at the first team, most of them do play for their, for their clubs week in, week out. And if, let me make this comparison with the Argentine team. Um, during, at the first match, it was only Messi. It was more as if other, all the other players were not on the same um, wavelength with Messi. But during the second game, they all picked up and they all knew that this was my responsibility and I had to do this, I had to do that. And in the last match, it was more as if they had gotten their rhythm and they were, they were there to beat um, uh, um, to beat Mexico. But then for the Belgian team, like you rightly said, it was only Kevin De Bruyne that was up and about. He was ready to do um, the, the dirty work. He was ready to track back, to move forward, to give out the passes and everything. I honestly do not know because my, my own point of view left to me. I don't understand why he decided to play more information of like 3-5-2. I honestly do not understand why you would want to choose because you had you had the, the Belgian team, like you rightly said, is a golden generation team. You can't tell me they don't have midfielders. You can't tell me they don't have strikers. You don't. You can't tell me they don't have defenders. You add everything in your team. You just need to find the right balance for that team, and then you are there to beat on anybody you want to beat. So my own position is the entire game should be on the coach. The entire game should be on the coach for his selection and everything like that. Because for for Lukaku being injured, you had Bashwai, you had the likes of Carrasco, you had the likes of um, you had the likes of Eden Hazard, you like you have the likes of Jis um, Martens, you have the likes of Kevin De Bruyne who can even play as the false nine. He had everything, everything he could he could possibly had wanted, and all he just needed to do was qualify. Just qualify. That was what all he needed to do. Only even maybe maybe as the second in the team in the in the uh, um, table, or maybe you go as the first or second. But the performance was completely wolf, completely, completely at all unacceptable. But you should Roberto Martinez be blamed for Romelu Lukaku missing four big chances. When a player coming from injury, you can't expect that his confidence level and also his form will be at 100%. But a player of his caliber shouldn't be missing four big chances. I mean, it is unheard The thing is this, even the best players in the world, they miss penalty. Oh, and you look at how big the goal post is. But not like missing four you look at how big the goal post is. But then, this is, this is part of why we love the game. You you miss some you score some you miss some that's part of it. I can't I can't blame Roberto uh, Romelu Lukaku. His fitness was this. His fitness is definitely down, and it didn't seem like someone who had who had the confidence to 
even play that much minutes. So I can't really blame him. I can't really blame him for that. But then my my only word of advice to him would be he's a striker. When a lot of people are looking up to you, you have to show up. Where your country needs you, you have to show up. No matter whatever it is, you just have to show up. And I, I hope he's going to take this uh, the feedback from this World Cup and learn from his mistakes and try as much as possible to if, if this is I don't know, I'm not sure this is going to be the last World Cup, but if it's not, you should probably prepare for the next one and then going back to the club level, you try as much as possible to correct the wrongs that has made at the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, still, I mean, still, I mean, still speaking with Belgium, I mean, in so many allergies, it says that the so-called golden generation, yes, have learned how to be a proper generation, yes, but winning nothing for the for the Belgian national team. He said what? I mean, it's safe to say that there's, there's there has been nothing going about this generation of Belgian players. I mean, having failed to win. No, 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 no. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there has nothing golden about them. What, what has been golden, Alaji? Not has been golden. No. I mean, the well, biggest achievement they've had is, I mean, you, you can But then look at the rankings. You look at their rankings before the last World Cup. And look at how they've tried as much as, well, look at the way they've tried as much as possible. If you look, if you look at, if you look at the 2014 World Cup, Belgium was non-existent at all. Now look at the way they have improved over time, and they've 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 left their own mark as one of the big forces in world football when it comes to the national level. So it is not it is not to say that they can't detract from that uh, trajectory which they have been trying as much as possible to push forward. But then to whom uh, much is much is given, much is also expected from them. No one wanted, well, no, as even as even as being tagged as golden era, golden uh, generation rather, no one was really banking on them winning the World Cup. But at least people had in mind that oh fine in the group of Croatia, um Belgium, Canada and Morocco, it was more of like a sure banker that Croatia and Belgium were going to progress into the next level. But unfortunately we had the likes of Morocco even topping the table ahead of Croatia and Belgium, and then Canada too. So, and like I said, this is why we love the game. Surprises here and there, but then it was just so disheartening to see the, the sort of uh, performances um, exhibited by the Belgian team at the World Cup. It was so, so disheartening, so disheartening. All right, Alaji, let's move. Yes, I'm spoken about yes the best disappointment. I mean, let's talk about the best underdog story so far. I mean, is it Morocco? I mean, Morocco were in the group that had Belgium, who are ranked the second best team in the world currently, and they were the third best team at FIFA at, at the last FIFA World Cup. They were also in the group that had Croatia. I mean, the last finalist at the last edition of the FIFA World Cup. And of course, they had Canada in the group. I mean, Canada also topped the comable. Uh, no, sorry, not the comable. The um, uh, the, the uh, the not uh, not uh, is it not America now? Yes, not America. I mean, World Cup qualification series. I mean, they finished the group with seven points, considering just once. And in fact, that the goal they considered was 
was literally a gift from their home player. Or is it the samurai blue they are planning to send a team? I mean, the Giants players. They defeated the German, the diamond, the diamond Sharks in the first game by two goals to one. I mean, they defeated the Spanish national team by two goals to one in the last game. But they lost to the Costa Ricans, the Costa Rica by a goal to nail in the second encounter. I mean, Alaji, who has been the best on the dog so far? Morocco or Japan? Mm, I, I remember when Asna signed to Miyasu. And then and during his um, press conference, he said he was going to give everything he had in him to Asna. And that summarizes the, uh, um, the determination of the Japanese. Um, we, we, we all know the whole myth around Japan, Japanese being uh, displayers of uh, giants. So for me, the underdog so far would be, I would give this to Japan. I would give this to Japan. Because these guys are well determined. They have a very good structure. But, but they, lost to, they lost to Costa Rica at their own mistake. If you look at the goal from, if you look at the goal um, scored by, um, I think, was it Fula? Yes, for Costa Rica. And during the, the um, 10 minutes of the match. It was more of, um, um, I don't want to say um, unnecessary, unnecessary tackle where you should where you should have cleared the ball. It was more like um, a clearance error from them. So that was what gave the Costa Costa Rica team um, the opportunity to to actually win that match. And even if you look at the stats from the match, Japan dominated them throughout the match. And even that was the first shot, the first shot of target for Costa Rica. Let's we go. So I think they're quite unlucky um, the, um, during that match. But then if you look at the way they've had approached the two elephants in the group, Spain and then Germany, coming back from a goal down to defeat them, that takes a lot of determination and their mentality. And they seem to have a very good idea of how they want to play their football when they are losing and how they want to play their football when they are leading and how to protect their lead. So I think for me, it will, it will definitely be Japan. To, to, to definitely. But, but, but that's not to say that I am directing the efforts of the, the Morocco um, um, team. But then, we just have to give it to Japan. We just have to give it. All right. But I don't want to, one thing I like about the... Um, the one, one thing I like about the Moroccan team is because of the fact their coach seems to have a very good imprint on the team. I remember reading um, a press, um, I don't know, maybe like in news today, where Drogba said he and the coach, the Moroccan coach, that they played in um, France. I think Drogba was about 22 years old. They were both teammates. And I said that the coach was somebody, was a player that liked to press, press eye on the field and try as much as possible to win that position as soon as possible. I think we, we can see that in the Moroccan team. But then the Japanese are, I don't know, the, their strength is just from another from another um, world entirely. Their strength is just from another world entirely. That is, so I'll give it to the Japanese. All right, Alaji is going for the Samurai Blue. Yes, the Japanese national team has the best, I mean, team with the best story so far. I mean, the best underdog so far. Let's move. 
Yes, let's talk about the three lines of England. I mean, what is a major competition without controversy about the starting eleven, about the choice of the players to be fielded by the three lines coach? I mean, largely let's talk about our free folding. I mean, having seen billions of England play out a barn draw with the black and stars, the, the black and stripes of the United States of America. A lot of questions were asked of Barry Salgate on why he didn't call on free folding in that encounter. Fast forward to the last encounter of the game. Yes, that's encounter, the last game. Yes, in the group stage of, of, the, of the group stage. The game would have involved England and Wales started before the encounter and he got a goal. And we shouldn't forget Marcus Rashford also started that game and he also got two goals, which bears the question ahead of the knockout phase. Should free forwarding and Marcus Rashford be starting for the three lines of England? Alaji, where do you stand? Definitely, they should do the starting. You know, there was a time on this show where we had this about Saka and Foden. And then I said it, and I will still eat. Foden should be a starter for for England. But then, if you look at how Southgate behaves sometimes, it is like a very clueless piece who doesn't know if he should teach the, the students physical education, physical activities, or just stick to physical education. So, well, for me, I think Rashford should start to rather life today. But then, he's looking at the, 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 the form. He's looking at the form. I think he has confidence. But then, you know, we all know the Rashford of when he started compared to the Rashford of what we have today. But then, it's up to the coach to bring out the best performances from their team, from his players each, each game. So, for me, Rashford and Foden uh, should be. is even someone that should be starting. Foden. Someone that should, I don't, I, he has no business on, on the bench at all. Putin has no business on the bench because he's someone that can instigate a lot of things for you on the wing. Someone who can invert through the middle and even fall back and track back as soon as possible. He's more like a utility player up front. He's ready to do anything for the coach. Just give him the instruction and he's going to deliver. Hmm. I mean, so we know that Southgate has, has always gone for the front three. I mean, so it's safe to say that your position is Kyle Saka and Ron Sterling should drop the bench for Marcus Rashford and Phil Folding. Um, yes, I have no problem with that lineup, but, but, the, but the only issue is that um, Folding would want to invert through the middle. And they're looking at the way Southgate has been using Kane lately. More like using Kane to hold up play and allow other players to link up with him. So I have no problem with holding more like playing the wings and also trying as much as possible to assist um, um, Kane through the middle. And then Rashford can be on the wings. And moreover, we, we need to understand that Stalin has not been on his best form lately, even since last season. He hasn't been on his best form at all. And Bukayo Saka is more of a playmaker than someone that will score for you. But he has always turned up for England. I mean, we saw how... What did he say? For them, yes, at the last European Championship. He's a different beast 
yes, anything like us, Jesse. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't forget that it was also his, it was also his penalty that made them lose um, at the Euros. So, there are a lot of all these psychological issues that affect players and all. You can't, you can't compare um, Marcus Rashford and then Saka. Yes, they, they both lost penalty. But then, but then, the, 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 the mental health of the men... It was Jadon Sancho, Bukayo Saka and Marcus Rashford. Yes, I understand That's what you are saying. What I'm trying to tell you is that you know, if you know, if a player like Rashford, he has redeemed himself. He has redeemed himself already. Just because, just because... for a player like uh, um, Saka, no, 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 no just no, you, you, you know, we, we are going to talk about this. They will have to go down the 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 conversation of race and how it affects players in the team. I like to like if you look if you look at there was a particular thing that happened during the um, World Cup. I think the first match and second match of England, where the first match where BBC used Greenish uh, picture when they won six two, and then when when they drew zero zero, or was it when they drew or when they did they lose? They drew. I'm not sure. They drew. Oh, when they when they played zero zero against um, Iran. It was Saka's picture that was there. So these are these are the these are the, against USA. This was, these are the psychological issues. There are the psychological issues to it. So I'm not I'm not saying see Saka is a very fine player, and that was why I said he's more of a, he's more of a, uh, a playmaker than a goal scorer. But that's what is a, you, you, for your strikers you need goal scorer. You said what? Because I has always been consistent. And what did you say? That is it. And that's, that brings us to the issue of form and confidence. That's, that's why I started with form and confidence. If there's nothing stopping Saka playing, if, if England wants to play 4 2 4, four two, 3 1, Saka holding and the, the um, Rashford can all play behind, behind Kane. They just doesn't necessarily have to be four three three. If he wants to change the system, four two three one, and that's what, that and that and that brings us to the conversation of tactical awareness of your coach. That 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 is the. But you wanted to make it. Yeah, I wanted to make a point. Yeah, but for but for me, based on the question you asked me, okay. Rashford and Foden to start ahead of Bukayo Saka and of course. Or instead, in okay, I mean, quickly, I mean, just one minute, definitely I mean, ahead of Sterling, <laughs> but, but not ahead of Kersaka. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, uh, you should, that's what I said. You can change the system to four to three. I mean, we saw how. Get to around in the midfield against US. Very balanced now. You have you have Declan Rice and Declan Rice and Jupiliam can both play there. And then Saka up front. Against USA, they got they got to around in the midfield. And that was why it reverted to a 433 formation. Bringing on Jordan Anderson. You said what? I mean, I said they over they got overrun in the midfield against you against United States. And that was why he brought on Jordan Anderson in that game. 
and you saw in the wash him, he got yes, he, uh, he, he started with a four, he started with a four three three now. Sadly started with a four three three and extra, later brought in an extra man in the midfield. Because USA to play four three three and they had three three um three players in the midfield too. Musa and Mc, McKinney and um Tyler Adams. Adams. So that was why he brought an extra man to the midfield. That's why I brought an extra man to the midfield because they were outrunning them in the midfield. All right, let's move. Let's talk about the Abyssalesti of England. Oh, yes, of Argentina. I mean, of course, they've also qualified for the round of 16. But another question, another issue that has caused controversy concerning the starting 11. All of the two-time world champions is the issue of this Sandro Martinez and of course Christian Romero. We all know Nicolas Otamendi as cemented is and is is unmovable. Yes, he is leader of that central out of the defense. The question has always been who should partner him, is Sandro Martinez or Christian Romero? Alaji, you followed this Argentine side for a long time. Do you think the Sandro Martinez, considering his brilliant form, his brilliant start to his Manchester United, uh, to his Manchester United career to be starting ahead of Christian, uh, Christian Romero. Well, for me, I think the, the reason why Lissandro is not playing, Otamendi is the reason why Lissandro is not playing. Otamendi plays his best football on the left-hand side of the center half. And then... Um, of the yeah, center back, yes, LCB, and then Lissandro Martinez plays his better his, his best football at that same position too. But I think the reason why he's not playing, he didn't play the last match. Yeah, Lissandro Martinez plays better on the left hand side of the of the back line of the center back back line on the left hand side. Otamendi plays his best football at that same position too. Because if you look at the match they played against, um, who was their second match again? I can't seem to remember the one they won. Uh, was it Saudi Arabia? And then the Mexico was their last match. No, it was the Poland was the last match. They played against the Poland. Mexico was the last match. No, Argentina. You mean Argentina? Oh yeah, okay. Yes, yes. Against Mexico, Mexico was their second match. Yes. Yes, Argentina played Mexico for the second match. If you look at the second match, when Lissandro Martinez played, he was on the left-hand side, but Tamendi had to move to the right-hand side. So the reason why Lissandro isn't playing is because of Otamendi on the left-hand side, where he plays his best football. And another reason why I feel the coach had to use Romero at the last match was because of the height advantage over... Um, Lissandro, where Romero had, if you look at that match, Romero had was just man marking Lewandowski. He did not mark any other person. He was on Lewandowski and he did not allow Lewandowski. He gave him a really tough time. He did not allow. Yeah, I'm with you. Having that ice came. In favor of um, Romero, though, although we, we can argue that he has lost some sort of form, but then he's still someone that is very comfortable and also would 
very dependable, considering the fact that he has a very good sync partnership with um, Otamendi. So I think um, that is that was why he decided to play. But, but then looking at the bright side, the future of the team, I think Lissandro Martinez and Romero can still form some sort of good partnership. Or for definitely, this is going to be that sort of for uh, Nicolas Otamendi. But then Lissandro is going to have his time. Going to take his, and I'm very sure he's going to take his chances. And it's something that we've already seen with the match against Mexico. He's a very dependable defender. All right, thanks very much. Raji, this is where we shall be putting a full stop on this episode of Sport Analysis Network Football. Yes, do not forget that Sport Analysis Network Football drops every Friday, 5 p.m. Nigerian time. You can join us on social media, the Twitter and the Street at Sand Interpreters. Yes, on Facebook, Sport Analysis Network is the name. On Instagram, Sport Analysis Network is the name. Do enjoy your weekend. Au revoir. Can you feel it? Can you feel it?